Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Sebastian and I absolutely love HelloFresh. Our favorite meal so far has been the hoisin glazed meatballs with jasmine rice and green beans. You guys, we've gotten this so many times in our meal kit. It literally only takes 35 minutes to make and it's so easy, even Sebastian can do it. In fact, I'm going to go add it to my next order right now. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. I feel good. Na, 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 na. I knew that I would. Na, 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 na. Oh, I feel good. And that's where we stop. <laughs> Maybe we should have let Lexi keep singing. I'm sorry. I ruined it. That's okay. Um, How are you guys so today? So good. So good. So nice. So nice. Boom, 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 boom. I want some fries. <laughs> <laughs> Same, actually. To dip in my frosty, no, 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 no. Wrong song. Fries. <laughs> okay, like sugar and spice. Wait, you guys, I have a funny story. Okay, of oh. something that happened today. Okay, so I am driving home from work today, as one does after work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> unless they walk wow. to work. Yeah, I'm driving on a street. It's not like a main street. It's kind of like a neighborhood street. Getting to the house, and I see this guy. That looked like he was like hurt or dead, like laying in the grass What on the side of the road. And I like, I didn't even think about it. I just pulled over because I was like, this man needs help. Oh. And so I get out of my car. I start walking towards him and he looks up at me <laughs> and I realized he was just in his little sprinkler box, like doing something. And so I could you only just see like his head or something? Well, I could see his head was like, it looked like his neck was all like bad, oh, weird, like okay. on the ground and he was laying there. Okay. So he looked up on, at me like kind of weird. Like, why are you? Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. You I did. ruined my story. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Good okay. He looked up at me all weird. Like, why are you walking up to my house? And I was like, I'm not going to lie. I thought you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he like kind of laughed. And then he was like, well, I'm, at least someone cared. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, he oh, was that. like, oh, no, he said, like, thanks for caring or oh, something. That's so funny. That's but so I was, true. like, kind of embarrassed, and I just, like, got back in the car and left. <laughs> well, what, props to you for being oh. a good Samaritan. Yeah, props yeah. to you. I listen to too many true crime podcasts that I just think everyone is dead, I guess. <laughs> well, if you see a guy laying on the grass and his head's all turned weird, I don't. Well, and, and he wasn't him. moving. Like, I watched him for a second while I was coming up to where he was, and he wasn't moving. I was like, oh, my gosh, that he's dead. That is so funny. Crazy. Isn't that funny? That is funny. I like I love that story. I love that story so much. Okay, sorry. All right. So do we have any (gasps) (laughs) Sorry, I just whacked the microphone. You think we'd be used to it by now, but apparently not. not. No, I have more stuff to share. Okay. You thought I was done talking, you're wrong. So some um one of our listeners DM'd us on Instagram. Um it was Chase. So hello, listener Chase. Hey, Chase. Hey, Chase. What's up? He sent us something about deja vu that he saw. So it says, some scientists believe that deja vu happens when your brain malfunctions and sends information 
immediately to your long-term memory bank, causing you to feel like experiences have happened before. So cool. So like, that's a cool way to think about it. I mean, some scientists said it. So. I'm making sure I understand. So it kind of bypasses a, like a certain area. Skips mm-hmm. your short-term memory. Okay. And just go straight to long-term memory. So, so then it's almost kind of like, when you... Oh, this has happened bring before. It f- okay. So then when you access it, you didn't really remember it going mm-hmm. there. And so then it's like, whoa. I yeah, guess. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then wouldn't that mean that you would have to do the same thing twice? I don't know. I wonder if maybe it... I think it almost sounds like it lags and goes directly to your deep like storage memory. And then it, then it comes forward. Like it's it backwards. Like, mm. It doesn't go to short term first and then long term. It goes to long term and then short term. So you feel like weird about it. Like it happened in the past and now you're having... Or you know about You knew about you it You know before. about it. Yeah. It's that familiar. Mm, Interesting. And then we had another Instagram DM. Um, relating to our last episode, our premonition dreams episode. Mm -hmm. And the DM is from Journey. She said, it kind of spooks me sometimes that she has premonition dreams. She said, I know things will happen to me in in my dreams. I never know when it will happen, but I always see it happening. Oh, wow. So she's saying stuff happens to her or she knows stuff's going to happen to her? She dreams of it. She dreams it and knows it's going to happen, but she doesn't doesn't know know when. And it kind of scares her. Ooh, gotcha. So she's experienced it before and knows that Mm -hmm. that... See, that's the thing with me and as far as I know, all my family members that actually have premonition dreams is we can't tell the difference. Mm. So it just, you just never know. I mean, I think we kind of do because they seem to be the ones that really stick with you, but not all the dreams that stuck with me have come true, at least not to this point. Well, guess what? You thought I was done? I'm not. Oh, oh, oh keep going. I last, week, <laughs> last week I was talking about how Mama Dawn and Tasha have had premonition dreams. And I was like, well, I guess I didn't get them. I had my first one. <gasps> what? what? Last week. After the... After oh. the episode came it's out. deja vu. Actually, the night that the episode came out. So Sunday. Sunday, Saturday night, I had a dream that came true on Sunday. Oh, and good. it probably sounds like this marvelous event, as mom would call it. It was more of a small thing, but still, it was a, pre- it was a dream and it came true. Okay, what happened? So... I had a test that I was taking on Sunday. <laughs> I thought that was going to be funny for some reason. No one else laughed. I ha- yes, I had a test scheduled to take on Sunday online for school. I was really nervous about it because I was like, it was like a sales management class. And what do I know about sales management? So I was a little stressed about it. But so I was thinking about that going to sleep, which is probably why I dreamt about it. But in my dream, I passed the test. And then I got a notification after that said, Oh, your degree is 82% complete. And I was like, that was random. Like, I don't even know what percentage I'm done with my degree or anything like that. After I finished the test, I log into my account to see the test results. And I got a thing that said, your degree is 82% complete. Oh, my oh that's so cool. So, I don't know. That not, was- not that exciting of a premonition dream, but I was like, oh, it happened. You <laughs> had a premonition. No, she had a... I had Because <laughs> it was positive. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> well, it's funny, though, because I told Sebastian when I woke up, I was like, oh, I had a dream I'm going to pass my test. So, like, I feel good about it. I'm confident. Like, I'm going to pass it. And then, like, literally, though, what happened in my dream actually happened. That's, That's cool. so cool. Um, are you done now? I have one more thing, but you can say something. Oh, okay. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. I'll wait till you're finished. My last thing is a girl that I work with. Her name is McKenna. I don't think she cares if I say that. But Hi, if McKenna. you do, oops, sorry. Hi, McKenna. Hi, McKenna. She was telling me that our last episode reminded her of something that happened to her. And I was thinking that maybe it could be like a possible future episode, which is why I'm also bringing it up. Mm -hmm. 
but she said a while ago she had a dream that she was driving on the freeway and a huge sinkhole happened. And she said, obviously, there was like a lot more detail. She didn't tell me. But she said when she woke up, like it scared her. So when she woke up, she told her husband about it. And she said his face, she was just like, what? Like what? And he had the exact same dream. Uh Like they started talking about it in all the exact same details. They had the exact same dream. Oh, that is weird. And I've heard of stuff like that happening before. That is crazy. So that might be an interesting topic we could talk about. I'm going to write that down right now. That is interesting. Shared dreams. So basically. thanks, McKenna, for the yeah. idea. The Ooh. topic. The topic. Lovely. Tosh, what were you going to say? That share? was my, I'm finally done talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's finally done. Oh, thank you. Do goodness. you have you and Kyle's, yes. like, <gasps> what your wink from heaven? Yes. Yes. You figured out your winks from heaven. So, real quick, I talked to Kyle about it, kind of brought it up, and he's just. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. What? Um, did we welcome people to the podcast? Welcome back <laughs> to, to the, the Dead, Dead to the, the World, World podcast. podcast. Okay, you can go <laughs> Continue, now. Tosh. Okay, so um, I was talking to him about it, and I feel like we talked and talked and talked, and he kept being so silly. And I'm like, no, seriously, like, what would it be? Like, what would you do and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And he just kept being so silly. And so this is what we've come up with. For me to show him that I was present... Or mm-hmm. came in a little wink. Mm-hmm. He said that the litter box for the cats would just always be scooped. <laughs> it just scoop itself. Yeah. I mean, hey, that'd be nice. So he's like, yeah, I would know because, oh, the litter box would always be, like, clean. Or your cats have really bad constipation and well, they're not okay. That's what, I, that's what I said. I'm like, well, how do you know the cats just aren't going to, like, the bathroom? And he's like, I don't know, but I'd know that it was you cleaning up. <laughs> That's funny. So I was like, okay. No, but he's supposed to tell you what he would do, and you're supposed to tell him what you would do. I know. So supposedly I would scoop the litter box. I know, but is that what you are saying you would do? So you mean... I told Sebastian what I would do to show him a sign that I was there. I told him that I would move his things around because I already do that now. (laughs) And he's like, why would you do that? He's like, I hate that now. You want to do it? Why would you want to torture me like like that? Because it's funny. (laughs) So wait, but then that was both stuff you would do for him. He didn't tell you what he would do to show you. turn on the TV. He would turn on the TV. (laughs) Do you want to tell him why he said that? You want... Tell he, them he knows why he said that. No, no mom, you listeners. said him. You said him. <laughs> oh, sorry, them. <laughs> because the other day we have a smart home. Like our whole house is very, you know, smart. Mm-hmm. Google and such. And he was at work, and he told the phone to turn on the TV while I was at home. And so the TV kept turning on. I'm like, what the freaking heck? <laughs> and it scared me because I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Is someone in the house? Anyways. Yeah, it was just him turning on the TV. So he's like, I would just turn on the TV and scare you. In case you can't tell, he's a prankster. Yes. And so this is why this wasn't a real serious conversation with him. Because I'm like, no, seriously, come on. And he's like, yeah, I would. Oh, maybe. He's like, you could give me a back tickle. That'd be nice. (laughs) That'd be terrifying. Just random back tickles. I'd be like, (laughs) someone's touching me. But anyways, oh, and real quick before we get in, I know we're talking a lot on this episode, but this morning... Kyle calls me at like six, like six oh five or something, and mm-hmm. he's like on his way to work, and he's like, "Did you go in the third car garage?" I'm like, "No, why?" And he's like, "My air compressor was on." What the heck? And he has no idea how it got turned on. He's like, "It wasn't me." Why do we have garage ghosts? 
I don't know. Oh, yeah. You caught the bottle moving last yes, time. Yes, because I, I saw the bottle swinging in oh, the garage. Yeah, like a couple, I don't know, like a week ago. Wow, we have garage ghosts. And the garage turned on your air compressor. The garage turned on your air compressor. <laughs> your garage ghost. I wonder who it is. Well, he's like, you didn't go in the third garage last night, did you? Because I opened the third car garage just big enough or open enough to see if he was home. And then mm-hmm. I shut the garage because I was like coming home. And I didn't know where to park. So I was like, oh, okay, he's on my park. And anyways, and I that, that was as much as I opened the garage. And that's hmm. the last time we'd been like anything with that garage. And he didn't and accidentally he's like, just leave it on? No, because he's like, I would know because it's loud. Yeah, that's true. It's not just like quiet. Anyways, it was weird. So we don't well, know what the heck We'll happened. keep everyone updated on our garage ghosts. Yep. Yeah. All right. So since I haven't talked yet, I'm going to go first. How about that? <laughs> that, <laughs> that works. <laughs> So our subject today is narcolepsy. 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 We haven't shared with you a parasomnia for a while, so here we go. Although, is this one considered a parasomnia? It's not. I think it's considered like another disease on on its own. Anyway, so the dictionary definition of narcolepsy is a condition characterized by an extreme tendency to fall asleep. It is a parasomnia. It is a parasomnia. Okay. So a condition characterized by an extreme tendency to fall asleep whenever in relaxing surroundings. Many cases of narcolepsy are thought to be caused by a lack of a brain chemical called hypocretin, hypocretin, also known as orexin, which regulates sleep. The deficiency is thought to be the result of the immune system mistakenly attacking parts of the brain that produce this hypocretin. Narcolepsy can present challenges to daily living in addition to sleepiness. People with narcolepsy may experience mental fogginess, poor memory, and hallucinations. Social life may be impacted when sleepiness and other symptoms disturb... Disturbed. Disturbed. Sorry. (laughs) Disturbing. I thought I knew. It's like the darkness is alive. (laughs) Okay. So social life can be impacted when sleepiness and other symptoms disrupt conversations social events, and plans for activities. I don't know. I sleep through plans anyway, and I don't have narcolepsy. <laughs> I also sleep through activities. <laughs> yeah. I Well, I'm going to read a story. Well, so there's the Cleveland Clinic does a lot of sleep studies, and so they did a study with this girl named Suzanne Regan, and they wrote an article called Sleeping Beauty Writes Her Own Fairy Tale. Interesting. Yeah. So, no one ever calls me Sleeping Beauty when I sleep a lot. <laughs> well, and I actually, Tasha and I were just talking about this earlier today. I'm like, when I was reading through this, I'm like, do we have narcolepsy? Like, we need to sleep a lot. But I don't fall asleep in the middle of stuff all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can make it through a day at work without taking a nap. Yeah. Yes. So Suzanne Reagan was once referred to as Sleeping Beauty. It was a nickname her Spanish teacher used to tease the high school students for sleeping during class. <laughs> I said sleeping booty right she before said, we started. <laughs> I'm like, what? She said sleeping booty, booty right before we started recording again. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. Can, can I go now? I guess. Okay. So, uh, so some of her girlfriends would also fall asleep in class, but Suzanne fell asleep in class. Like in, oh, sorry. Suzanne fell asleep in all of her classes and wound up failing the class. Oh, Ooh, that sucks. That does suck. So this raised a red flag, but she never equated her unique sleeping patterns to a disorder. Like many teenagers, Suzanne was constantly tired, had low energy, and napped most days. Every day I'd be sleeping and my teacher would say, Now, Sleeping Beauty, wake up and pay attention. 
she knew there was something wrong with her sleep as she noticed she needed a lot more sleep than the average person. It began around age 14 when she noticed symptoms such as sleep paralysis and cataplexy, which cataplexy is a condition in which uh, patients experience a sudden loss of muscle tone. Oh, so I guess that would be like... You just go all floppy? I think so. (laughs) I mean, I kind of pictured it like... uh, like if you had a stroke or something in like your face, like you wouldn't be able to smile. It would just be like uh, slack. Gotcha. I don't know if that's really it, but that's what I picture. I pictured her turning into flat Stanley. <laughs> Tosh doesn't oh, know where to Flat Stanley. The books. No, you don't, Stanley. if you don't, if you know, you know, and if you don't, you don't. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is over. <laughs> it seemed to run in her family. Her sister, sister, Sarah slept through many of her classes too. You know what? Sister Sarah. Sarah. (laughs) Sarah. If you watch our TikTok, you'll know why that came to mind right now. Anyway, so her sister slept in her classes too and even recorded her college lectures so she wouldn't miss out on important facts and could that could show up later on the test. What's more, Suzanne recalls that during her childhood, her mother napped most days and would always be the first one to fall asleep during a family movie. But after her older sister was diagnosed with narcolepsy, a neurological disorder that affects the control of sleep and wakefulness, she knew that she too had to be tested. It was hard to do everyday things, she explains. It made it really hard to finish school. It was hard to keep a job. And it's almost like you're pushing yourself through life. So two years ago, Suzanne underwent an overnight sleep study or a polysonogram at the Cleveland Clinic Sleep Disorder Center at Fairhill where physicians recorded her eye movements, brain, and muscle activity to analyze her sleep patterns. The next day, Suzanne took a multiple sleep latency test to measure daytime sleepiness through a series of naps. Sure enough, in November of 2009, she too was diagnosed as a narcoleptic. Her mother was later tested at the Cleveland Clinic and diagnosed with narcolepsy as well. So it runs in the family. Runs in the family. Yeah, isn't it a genetic thing? I don't think this says that it, it is. is, but it sure seems like it is. I'm pretty I think sure I it read is. it was. Yeah, I read it was. So Suzanne's history is fairly typical of narcolepsy sufferers, according to Nancy Foldberry Sheffer, director of the Sleep Disorder Center. It often takes years for a correct diagnosis to be established, said Dr. Foldberry Sheffer. Oh. Such a hard name Hello, to doctor. say. <laughs> Hello, Dr. Fold Barry Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be like Dr. Fold. It sounds or weird. Or Sheffer. But anyway. Or Razor. Wait, what? Was it Razor? <laughs> Sheffer. Fold Barry Sheffer. Oh. It's where, hyphenated. Where did I get Razor? I have no idea. Anyway. Well, I don't know. Anyway, so uh, appropriate treatment can lead to rapid and remarkable improvements in quality of life. Suzanne is extremely thankful to Dr. Fold, so she now takes Zyrum at night to reduce daytime sleepiness and cataplexy symptoms. Caterpillar? I can't say that again. That's the slack muscle thing. Yeah. And dexedrine during the day to keep alert. So almost immediately after treatment, Suzanne's symptoms were relieved. Wow. She says, I'm actually able to stay awake and do things like a normal person. Of course, there will always be side effects with medication, but I would say the side effects are minuscule compared to what they're doing for you. So the nickname Sleeping Beauty no longer applies to Suzanne or her mother or sister. The lives of all three women have improved dramatically since the diagnosis and treatment, which has brought them closer together. 
These days, Suzanne spends most of her time focused on her dreams, not her symptoms. She writes music and plays guitar for her Michigan-based all-female metal band called Gates of Babylon. Prior to treatment, she couldn't pick up and make the three-hour trek to Detroit to practice with the band and play a show. But now I'm able to do all those things, she says. It's almost as if I don't even remember how hard it was before. Narcolepsy just seems... I mean, I have some days where literally I'm just like, can I just lay under my desk and take a nap? <laughs> but Sometimes I do. <laughs> I can't imagine she if it was before. that way, you know, every day, like you were just forcing yourself to stay awake. Yeah, that would suck. And I found the perfect thing on Reddit that put what I expected a day for a narcoleptic to be in order. And I think you guys will really like it. So I'm ready. I'm ready. The gentleman's, oh, I'm assuming it's a man. The gentleman's name is Chase Fitness. And it says narcoleptic daily thoughts. He says, I tried to make a note of my thoughts in the moment today. Every time my narcolepsy affected my daily schedule. Some aren't necessarily narcolepsy related, but they're there to help you understand the other is more. I hope you enjoy. What is the sound in my dream? F, that was my alarm. I'm too tired to get up. If I don't go to the gym, I can sleep an extra hour. Me, every single yeah, day. Yeah, me, every day. Say, who hasn't said that? Why the F am I yawning 45 minutes and a full bottle of pre-workout into my gym session? A full bottle of pre-workout? A full bottle. He bottle. Must, it must be bottled ones, not like a powder one. Oh, no. I just mean that's a lot. It's crazy to be tired after having a whole bottle of pre-workout. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yes. I wasn't questioning. That's oh, okay. I thought you were saying like he drank a no, whole bottle. No, I was bottle? just like a whole bottle. Like he's still falling asleep after a whole bottle. Yep. He, he was yawning. Just took a hot shower, feeling good. My Google Nest routine just reminded me to take my Adderall so I don't forget again. Gotta leave for work. I'm late because I stared at my bathroom seat for 13 minutes trying to wake up. <laughs> it's chilly outside, but the warm sun feels nice in the driver's seat. F, the sun is making me sleepy. Just stay awake. Work is close. You can get caffeine when you get there. And this is all in caps. Four cuts of coffee. I'm feeling good. Awake. Gotta poop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lunchtime, more Adderall. Maybe if I turn my back towards everyone, they won't notice if I nod off a bit. Shouldn't have nodded off. I had a dream that startled me. Woke up, kicked my desk. Everyone is looking. Smile and drink more coffee. Which reminds me of, you know, in Madagascar, the, yeah. the penguins. Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Five-hour energy tastes good in Diet Mountain Dew. I call it six-hour six energy. Work's almost over. Just keep staring at the blue light of the computer screen. That's supposed to wake you up. What should I make for dinner? I think I'll stop and grab something. Dinner takes too long and cooking makes me sleepy. Ugh, there's nothing healthy to eat on the way home. Gotta eat healthier or I'll get fatter. You have chicken delivered when you got groceries last Sunday when you were too tired to go shopping. Maybe bake that. Chicken is baked. Gonna set it on the stove to cool off. I should probably change out of my work clothes. Kilo is a good boy. He likes belly rubs. A no, dog don't. or a cat? I don't know. It's a dog. It's I, a cat. I've decided it's a dog. Either one. No, don't sleep on the floor. Your bed is literally 15 feet away. Chicken is cold. I guess I'll just eat it tomorrow for lunch. Oh, how I've missed you, bed. Why the F can I fall asleep? Oh, that's funny. Do people with narcolepsy have a hard time falling asleep? I think it's just he does so much stuff to try to keep himself awake. And mm -hmm. then when it's time to go to sleep, it's like, oh, now I can't relax and go to sleep because I've been sleeping 
I don't know. But I think that's just as sad, like to just all day be fighting to keep yourself awake. Because I've had those days where you're like in class or you're at work and you are fighting for your life to not fall asleep. To feel like that all the time would suck. Agreed. I feel like that all the time. Do you really though? Yeah. And I yawn all the time. Maybe you should go get that checked out. Maybe I should. (laughs) But... But yeah, no, I thought no, that, but that would really, yeah, that is a good description of a day to day or time by time timeline, mm-hmm. time stamps, time stamps of a narcoleptic. Is that how you say it? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nar- good job. Lex. Lex. Thank you. A nar- narcoleptic. A narcoleptic. Am I going next? Uh, sure. <laughs> yes. Were you done? Yes. Oh, the way you said sure was like, yeah, I'm not done yet, but sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not Tasha done. was the loser last time, so I thought she was going next. Oh. <sighs> I'll be two in a week, two in a row. Because <laughs> you fun. went twice, first, twice. True. So I guess we'll keep the same order. It's because I was just so excited about this subject, I wanted to introduce it. Okay. Well, first I have a fun fact. Well, it's not, okay, that sounds wrong. Like, I sounded too excited about it. I have a fact for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not really a fact. Okay. <laughs> okay. A girl that I knew in college had a boyfriend, and he didn't know that he had narcolepsy, and they found out because he fell asleep while driving <gasps> and crashed off the side of the road. Oh, oh no. And that's when they were kind of like, okay, this is like too, Something's too wrong. much. And he went to the doctor, and he had narcolepsy. So I was just going to say, although we laughed and have a good time on this podcast, we want to acknowledge that it is a serious thing, and we hope that people... We hope the best for them and that they stay safe with their narcolepsy if they have it. True. And I think that there's not a lot of education about what narcolepsy is. Like literally the only thing before we studied this for the podcast was years and years ago, there was a show called Deuce Bigelow Mel Gigolo. What? (laughs) Am I on drugs? Say it slower for the people in the back. Deuce Bigelow Mel Gigolo. And it had Rob Schneider, I think his name was. Anyway. He's like dating all these girls and he realizes he can make money. I mean, being a gigolo, dating girls who had conditions that maybe they'd have a hard time getting dates. So how can he make money? Because they would pay him to take them out because he was a male gigolo. I don't know what a gigolo is. Sex worker. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, but (laughs) the point, (laughs) sorry, I don't mean to go into this whole movie, but the point was one of the girls had narcolepsy. And he, like, tied her hair to, like, a sconce behind them in the restaurant so she wouldn't keep falling asleep in her soup. Oh. <laughs> and she was just, like, very appreciative. She's like, oh, that was so nice. Like, nobody's ever done that, like, for me before. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all I knew about narcolepsy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that's funny. Well, since spooky season is upon us, I will not stop bringing it up until it's over. And all I can think about is spooky season. I went a little spooky today with my story. Um, she'll stop, she'll not stop bringing it up even after spooky season's over, just saying. Yeah, that's true. But, so I found a story on Reddit from Demonetary Practices, which, whoa, hey, do what you want, do whatever makes you happy. But the Reddit page was a little scary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel the need to clear my search history so I didn't get possessed afterwards. I'll just say that so, much. say the name again. Demon, Demon, Archery. Demon, O-L-A-T-R-Y, practices. Okay. I don't know how to say that. Okay. So demon something. Demon something. Gotcha. So, but this person has narcolepsy, and as mom mentioned in her story, it can come with hallucinations. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, I'm about to get into it. All right. (laughs) Get into it. Okay. (laughs) So, he said, I was diagnosed with narcolepsy after years of not knowing what's wrong with me. 
As Sorry, Tasha I was, <laughs> it was just Johnny. Okay, he said, I have normal symptoms of narcolepsy, but I don't have the genetic marker, and usually I have vivid hallucinations. Most people that I've heard just feel frightened or feel a presence. So other people he knows with narcolepsy don't have hallucinations. They just feel scary things sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm medicated and things are better now, but something I've only ever told one friend is that my symptoms onset started a few days after I played around with occult stuff as a kid. Really? Ooh. So, you know, he played with like Ouija boards and stuff like that and then started having symptoms of narcolepsy Ooh, that's with these hallucinations. Interesting. 11 years ago, my place was known as being really haunted as a kid, so I decided to have some fun one day with a friend. We made a makeshift Ouija board with a friend, and it didn't seem to work, but the room smelled like smoke after and a haze stuck to the ceiling. Other, pe- other person could smell but not see it. He said, I don't know. Other persons? Other people could Yeah, I think he means it. other people could smell it, but they couldn't see it. My friend and I took turns trying a spell we found online using feathers and blood we wrote into each other's skin and backs. What? Ooh. So they were doing some whoa, some stuff. So that's pretty serious for like a first time playing around. And how old are they? Like right before 11 years old? It says 11 years ago. Oh, okay. So I don't know how old they are now. Okay, so let's just say probably like what? Early teens? Probably. That like 13. Late teens. safe to say. Okay. I'm just okay. going to say, you know, 13 could be his lucky number. Okay, so after doing this, um, he got into a meditative state, and he says, I started walking around like I was awake until I saw my slumped over shape, and then I came to. So that sounds like he astral projected. Yeah, it does. So about three days after that, I suddenly had onset for narcolepsy and had my first hallucinations between dream and reality. When I have sleep paralysis, I have a full sensory hallucinations overlaid on reality. I can see my room, clock ticking, etc., They last only three to five minutes, as real as any person would be in front of me. I'm aware that they're not real. It's just curious how detailed they are. I'm wondering if any demons actually look like this. So, like, if any people have reported seeing demons that look like this. Mm -hmm. And then it looks like he added an edit later on, and it said, "My My medications aren't psychoactive. They just suppress my REM cycle, so my brain waves normalize in a controlled sleep slash wake cycle instead of per partially between reality, sleep, and meditative states. So I'm assuming some people were probably commenting and being like, what kind of drugs, like what kind of medication are you on yeah. that you're seeing this stuff? And he's stuff? like, I'm not taking drugs. Yeah, so it just suppresses his rhyme sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he describes some of the creatures that he's seen in his hallucinations because he's looking to see if somebody... Oh, if other people If other people who them. are interested in this kind of stuff know of any demons that are described to look like this. And then actually it says right here at the bottom, he was, it started when he was 13. So we were right early teens. Oh, wow. Good guess, mom. I said 13. Mm -hmm. See, trust me. And and it says he's 24 now. So I'm going to read his descriptions of the creepy things that he sees. Okay. It says, the first one I saw was a few days after that night, 11 years ago. I opened my eyes and saw long arms with too many bones wrapping around my body. So it was wrapping around his body. Mm. I don't like that at all. Large, huge eyes with tiny irises, a large nose, large ears, thin, wide smile with tiny teeth, far too many than any person should have. Its skin was a dark bluish gray with liver spots, thin and looked like it was stretched taut over bone. Ooh. 
Its head was large, bald, and with fine wrinkles on the forehead and cheeks as it smiled, and its voice sounds like distorted voices, three layered on top of each other. And all it said was, how's life? Oh, <laughs> how's life? Hey, what's up? You were like, mm-hmm, not good. <laughs> not good now that you're here. How you doing? He said, I see this one more than other hallucinations. When he stood, he had thin limbs and distended belly, short with arms that dangled near the ground, but large feet and hands, and only had four fingers. Skin stretched over bones, ribs. It looks humanish, but all the proportions are wrong. That's crazy. I find it interesting, though, because earlier in his post, you read that he said he knows they're not real, but then the fact that he's describing them and asking other people if they've seen them makes me think he doesn't know if they're he real. He doesn't think they're real, but it's like people keep telling him they're not real. Mm-hmm. It's like he thinks something, but then, you know, his mom, when he was younger, was probably like, it's not real. Yeah. You have an narcolepsy. Mm-hmm. Okay. On to the next one. He said, this is a scary one that appeared last year. A female one, all white like skin made of porcelain, who screams and the only one that actually tries to hurt me. She chokes me on and off violently. Missing the bottom half of her body, her face is jagged with the top half of her head that seems to be branching out like a twisted tree limb. Her eyes and part of her nose are melded into this weird texture at the top of her head, where the tendrils end, it fades into an orange-slash-red color. The rest of her body is kind of twisted with a tree-ish texture. Hands are clawed with three fingers. Screams are absolutely deafening. Her face stretches and cracks as she opens her jaw to screech. Ooh. And she doesn't have any, like, bottom part? It sounds like a, just, so it's just, just like a body twisted, up. like, tree Gee. type and just into nothing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that reminds me of? Is Haunting of Hill House. Wasn't there some kind of scream? When the I scream think maybe it's when the... The Screamin' Meanie? I don't know. The, the one, like, 1920s girl t- st- talks oh, about Screamin' Meanies all the time. Hmm. I, don't I think know. she calls them Screamin' Meanies. Meanies? I have no idea what you're talking about. I always about. say Screamin' Meanies, like you're a meanie, but I think it's, I think she says Meanies. I feel like I, I remember seeing is. something scream on that show that it's, like, face got all cracked and scary. I don't remember. Okay, the third one. A room of white faces with hollow eyes and mouths. They zoom into my face one by one. After the first time I hallucinated this one, they sometimes come in smaller groups at night and do the same. So it's just creepy hollow faces that scream. Oh, weird. And he sees them, but then they like come at his face, like mm-hmm. want to take turns like coming up to him and back. Yeah. That's, that would be just uncomfortable. Very creepy. The fourth one reminds me of Slenderman. Okay. So he said, a very tall one, long limbs, and a very small head. Shadowy and not very distinct, I can't see him as well as the other hallucinations. When I see this one, the room is filled with smoke and smells like an old fireplace. Weird. But remember when they were playing with the creepy mm-hmm. Ouija stuff, they smelled smoke. Yeah. I think Interesting. what we're learning here is don't play with Ouija boards. Yeah. I would have to say don't, but I mean, live your dreams. That's live your dreams, too. live your life. And if you do, send us the story. Yes. <laughs> we don't recommend it. But if you do, <laughs> Tell we want to hear about it. Yeah, if you guys have any Ouija board stories, send them to us. We would like to know. They would be good for the Halloween. Know, Halloween. The Dead to the World Okay, the fifth one. He said, it's faded, very non-distinct childlike apparitions. They look like walking shadows on the wall. I can't even tell out their faces, but can kind of tell if it's male or a female presence. They make sounds like doors closing and toilets flushing, faded echoey giggling, and hiding closets slash hallways. They only appear when I'm waking up. It's like they scatter like roaches and silence once my eyes open and it only lasts for a brief second. It sounds like hide and seek. They'll quickly gasp and go shh once I see them. 
At least that one doesn't seem as terrifying as the other ones. It's like little shadow children. Yeah, but then the fact that they're like, shh, when he wakes up, can you imagine hearing, shh, and then everyone just kind of, ooh, like see scattering behind things in here, shh. And if you watch paranormal stuff, they're usually like, oh, a child usually isn't a child. Right. They come to you in a child for so that you to trust them, but yeah. it's not really a good entity. Get your defenses down. Yeah. Okay. This is the last one. Number six. Black snakes with no eyes or faces that slither in and out of my bed sheets like sewing threads. No. <laughs> no. He said, if I try to close my eyes and ignore them, I begin to sink into my bed and the room turns red. I'll fall slowly through this abyss, and then I'll sudden my, suddenly open my eyes, and it's morning. Hell no. Terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. So he said, a lot of people on Reddit who were... Oh, this was me. <laughs> really? I thought I was still reading this story. This is what I wrote. <laughs> Coming from Lexi now. A lot of people on Reddit who responded to this post mentioned that they believe since the medication he's on, he said it was helping him, and that the hallucinations hallucinations are most likely a symptom of narcolepsy. So I thought it was interesting because I had absolutely no idea that there was more to, like, narcolepsy than just falling asleep. asleep. But to me, it kind of sounds like he's unsure, you know? It kind of sounds like he's unsure if they're hallucinations. Yeah, like he's thinking maybe he got possessed when he was messing around with the Ouija board and yeah like if you ask me I think you need to go get blessed or something because you played with all this Ouija board type stuff and then you just suddenly got narcolepsy with weird demon hallucinations what's that saying when they like throw the water on you holy water the power of Christ compels you the power of Christ compels you yeah he needs to go get that maybe I'll do that to his um to my laptop on his reddit (laughs) page throwing water on your laptop (laughs) Or how how Christine does the uh, pray the blood of Jesus over you. I think that was in nap time too, the Chris and Christine show. Yeah, the Chris uh, and Christine show and her, her that's dream what her interpretation. Mom would oh, I thought you were referring to the psychic lady in Insidious. What's oh, her name? I don't remember what her name is. She said something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but so that was that story. So maybe I'll keep checking up on his page and see if he... I don't know, does something about it and yeah. finds out if it's something else. Or see if somebody comments and be like, oh, I've seen that same thing. I will. I'll keep you guys updated. Thank you. My next just short little story is from narc- the narcolepsynetwork.org. And it is about a girl named Magritte, I think. M-A-G-U-E-R-I-T-E. I think it's spelled, uh, said Marguerite. Marguerite? Like Aunt Maggie. Her okay. name was Marguerite. Well, I'm saying her name now, Marguerite Utley, and I'm going to refer to her as her from now on because I'm not going to remember <laughs> how to say it. Okay. So she... You could she, you could just she, call her, her Maggie. Okay, we'll call her Maggie. Hopefully she's okay with that if she ever hears this. Probably. Okay, so Maggie has had narcolepsy for over 65 years, and she's the author of one of the first patient-penned books about narcolepsy, which is awesome. cool. It's titled Narcolepsy, A Funny Disorder That's No Laughing Matter. As we sit here and laugh about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> As we just sit here and laugh. She felt compelled to write the book when she tried to research the disorder and came up empty-handed. Maggie said, The plan for the book started because I wanted to share all the funny stories I had about narcolepsy. As I started looking for a book, I realized that there was very little information about narcolepsy on the internet at that time in the mid-90s. 
I decided to detail what was happening to me as a way to help others. So when Maggie was writing her book, she had all the classic symptoms of narcolepsy and decided that she should share what was happening to her while adding humor along the way. She adds, I realize that narcolepsy affects us all differently, but I hoped that I could bring some awareness to the to the, to the disorder through my stories. <laughs> to the disorder. So Maggie's symptoms began at the age of 20 in her first year of college. She had no idea why she was so tired all the time, but she still managed to get through college. Just before her 30th birthday, her aunt sent her an article from Parade magazine. The article was about narcolepsy and described all of her symptoms, and she knew that that was the answer. So she immediately went to a doctor in Dallas, Texas. And that doctor diagnosed her with narcolepsy with cataplexy, which is what mom was referring to. And he even called his medical students into the room so they could meet someone with a classic case of narcolepsy. Interesting. So, so that's that just kind of shows, though. yeah, how much people don't know about it. But I just thought it was cool that she went and wrote a book because she couldn't find any information about it when she was trying to look for it. Yeah. Well, and I have to say, so far in what you shared and what I shared... People with narcolepsy seem to have a good sense of humor. I mean, you kind of have so I to. I hope that's true. <laughs> so maybe I do have narcolepsy. Because I have a great sense so of humor. You're so funny. <laughs> so just in case you want to check it out or are interested again, it's titled Narcolepsy, A Funny Disorder That's No Laughing Matter by Marguerite Utley. Cool. And those are my stories. Beautiful. Thank good job. you. Thank you. Okay, Tasha. Okay, loser. Hey. Take it away, loser. Okay, well, I have a story from prevention.com. Okay. And it says, my name is Alyssa Walker. I'm 27 years old. I'm from Houston, Texas. I'm a flight attendant living with narcolepsy. A flight, flight attendant. attendant. That would be hard. Yeah, I fall asleep on planes oh, without narcolepsy. Wait. Right. Did I mention on here before the fact that I can't even stay awake through takeoff? I fall asleep every time. Yeah, it's true. You do. So she says, in high school, I was extremely active. If I wasn't or if it wasn't track or field or basketball, it was dance rehearsal and pageant practice. So okay. she's doing a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Dang. I was always on the go. So if I got tired after sitting for more than about 20 minutes, it didn't really seem weird or concerning. But then as a freshman in college, I started having trouble making it to my classes on time. She says that she would wake up only to fall right back asleep and dream that she was actually getting ready. I've totally done that Yeah, before. so she's not actually up. But mm-hmm. She thinks she is. Hmm. She says she stopped seeing her parents as frequently because she couldn't make an hour and a 15-minute drive without falling asleep on the road. She says, thankfully, she never had an accident, so that's good. That is good. She says, I would cry over silly things like it being too hot outside, getting overwhelmed by little problems, school assignments. I just seemed to be really irritable. The more I stressed, the sleepier I would get. By the beginning of my sophomore year, I was sleeping more and more hours then I was actually awake. That semester, I failed all my classes and lost both my jobs. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah, that would suck. That does suck. Talk about disruptive. She said that she decided to research some sleeping disorders, and she told her primary care doctor that she thought something was wrong. She says, I was referred to a sleep specialist and received my narcolepsy diagnosis in 2013 at the age of 20. Before, I met with specialists, and I thought I was only just experiencing, like, excessive daytime sleepiness. It turns out that she suffered from all five symptoms associated with narcolepsy, which would be, one, hallucinations, two, sleep disruption, three, sleep paralysis, and cataplexy. 
Cataplexy. Cataplexy. I think is how you say it. I just think caterpillar. But that was four. A paralyzed think, caterpillar. Oh. Did you miss one? Oh, daytime sleepiness. Oh, okay. Like that was, sorry, technically That was the first one. one. Yeah. That's fine. So she says that the cataplexy says when all muscles suddenly lose their tension and stiffness becoming floppy while you're awake, leading to a loss of voluntary muscle control. That's so weird. I wonder if like you pee your pants or something like that. Well, I also picture mm-hmm. like little kids when they're mad and they don't want you to be picking them up. You know how they'll just go they'll fully just go limp? <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's what I picture. Oh, I'm sure it's not like your whole body at once. But probably not, but maybe. I don't know. She says there are two types of narcolepsy. Type one is the cataplexy and type two is without. Okay. So it says type one is usually genetic and that's what she has. And then she assumes that she received that from her father's side. She says my brother passed or his brother. So her dad's brother. So her uncle, yep, passed away before she was born, but he experienced sleep paralysis and would even sleep with a broom next to his bed, which according to an old myth could stop narcolepsy from happening. Weird. I wonder why. (laughs) I don't know. Just an old wife's tale. Yeah, an old wife's tale. She says, knowing that my narcolepsy is genetic makes me worry about passing it to my children one day. I also worry about not being able to be a good mother because I'm too tired. When I have these thoughts, I remind myself that with all the things that I have accomplished in life, spite of my narcolepsy, I know that being a mom won't be easy, but I'm confident that I can do it. Yes, you can. You can do it, Alyssa. She says that she's managed her symptoms with medications and also just, you know, those don't solve everything, but along with maintaining like certain lifestyle habits. So she says, for instance, sitting for long periods of time will make her tired. So she always does movements or puts herself in like energy, active type activities. Situations. Mm -hmm. She said, over the years, I have also learned that eating small portions, limiting sugar, carbs and fried foods will help avoid sleepiness, and two years ago, she became a vegan to better her health. Wow, she's dedicated. Well, I yeah, mean, she yeah, is. wouldn't you be if you felt like that all the time? You would think I'd say yes, but <laughs> I'm still she, not sure. She questioned it. <laughs> she then ends just saying that she considers herself an extremely fortunate that she's able to work with her narcolepsy. After she got her job as a flight attendant, she initially was nervous that she wouldn't be able to handle the long hours in different time zones. Uh, but it turned out that being able to fall asleep quickly was actually very useful in an advantageous. Advantageous? I don't know. It was advantageous when it was needed. That last sentence at the top. It turns out that being able to fall asleep quickly is actually very useful in an aviation industry. <laughs> Well, I was not even close. Why was I trying to say advantageous? <laughs> Aviation. Aviation. Like flying. Yeah. So she says, for example, having to fall asleep at 8 p.m. to get enough rest to work start at to start work at 4.30 is a struggle for most people, but her medications play a huge role in allowing her to sleep and be awake when she needs to be. Oh, I guess that's true because she can choose when she takes the medication to yeah. get whatever thing oh, she needs out of it. That's kind of... Me suddenly jealous. <laughs> <laughs> she says overall the long hours are challenging, but she does tend to be more alert and more active and she keeps moving and grooving through the air. So she does say, though, however, uh, she's never fallen asleep while working, but that's not meaning she's a superhuman because she does still get jet lag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just sounds like whenever she starts to nod off, then she just gets up and asks people for their garbage or if they want to drink or whatever it is. Do you want some little cookies? Or the plane lands and you're like, ha! (laughs) (laughs) So that's my first one. 
So, and again, her name was Alyssa mm-hmm. Walker, and she's 27. Do you know what that reminds me of? Hmm. Not really narcolepsy, but you know, I somehow am on the side of TikTok where I see so many videos about news reporters, mm-hmm. but they do it so early in the morning that they have to wake up at like 1 a.m. Yeah. <gasps> to go to work. What? Can you imagine? I would never have that job. That's I, th- what I-, I think I just find it so interesting because it's so weird that I'll, I watch like YouTube videos of these girls that that's their job because I'm just like, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and that's just like... Um, the people that do like the radio shows, like your morning mm, shows. Yeah. yeah, they get up and they're into the office like four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. But I just, no. Yeah, it would never happen girl, for me. I should find her TikTok name so people could go look it up if they want. But like every morning she does like a little get ready with me. But she's always like, oh, 1.30 a.m. I'm awake. Because they have to do full makeup, oh full like everything to go on TV. That's true. Wow. It's so crazy. Okay. That would really disrupt your social life. Mm-hmm. Well, but maybe guess. not if you have narcolepsy. It might be a good job. Well, no, I, but I guess if you're sleeping all day, you could get up at 8 or 9 o'clock, do stuff with people, and then go to work. What it seems like most of them do from all of my research. Mm-hmm. Your TikTok <laughs> Your TikTok, TikTok My watching. TikTok and YouTube watching, because I don't know why I find it so interesting. It's like they'll go to bed at like 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. So they get up at whatever time. I think this girl gets up at like 3 in the morning or something. And then at like 6 p.m. So they work that whole time, get off at like noon, though, mm-hmm. and then stays up until 6 and then goes to sleep. Yeah, your whole life just is yeah, nine hours of sleep if you go to bed at 6 p.m. and get up at 3 a.m. Well, no, I'm just saying the social part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, not the actual sleeping part of it. Anyway, sorry, that was so off topic. You're fine. <laughs> so my next one is from deaconchronicle.com. Um, it's about a man that lives in, oh, I can't remember the name. It's some, like, it's like the, the dollar amounts are not U.S. So it's like some, like, Euro? Euro, like, I don't know. Some, is it like, a big off e? place. <laughs> No, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like a weird backwards looking yeah, weird. That's e. euros. Oh, okay. In Europe. Europe, sure. Somewhere there. <laughs> so it says while living with severe medical conditions can be painful, some health issues are significant, altering, you know, your entire way of life. Narcolepsy is a sleep disorder where extreme sleepiness and sleep paralysis are known to be major symptoms. But for a man suffering from narcolepsy, Life has taken a bizarre turn as he began buying products hundreds of pounds even when he isn't awake. What? So he's like a sleep shopper? Basically. I'm surprised. I don't have that. (laughs) So 46-year-old Mark Doyle can do several things including cleaning, cooking, and shopping when he's asleep due to this condition. Interesting. That's so weird. It says Mark will look wide awake to others, but in fact, he is asleep and completely unaware of what he's doing. The data for has suffered from the brain disorder all his life. And two weeks ago, his episode was at a saver store in Burnhead Main Street in Glasgow. Gos- Glasgow? I don't Glasgow. know. Glasgow. Sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> so one day he spent more than... 120 euros. You know, euros, which I did the calculations. It's 166 U.S. dollars Okay, on toiletries, including shavers, bath sponge, and deodorant. He said, when I woke up, I noticed that I'd spent more than 100 euros, more than $140 on so many things like deodorant, bath sponge, and shower gel, hair wax, you name it. It's <laughs> a weird thing to buy in your sleep. All right, true. On July 13th, I went and purchased 78 euros or $108 worth of toiletries, which I didn't need. The following day, I went back in to return the products, but I took a turn again with my narcolepsy and fell asleep there trying to buy more stuff. What oh the heck? Gosh. Around $110 worth, so 80 euros. 
but luckily I couldn't find my card. And so the staff ended up having to take all the items back. <laughs> You're like, I went you. in again. <laughs> yeah. Thank Never you so go much anywhere for with money. <laughs> he says, I went in that same day with narcolepsy again and bought 26, uh, 26 euros or $36 worth of stuff. Sounds like he needs to be like Jackie from our sleepwalking episode and like have his credit cards locked up and his keys <laughs> locked up so yeah, he can't seriously. go anywhere when he's asleep. True. He says that it usually lasts for about five to ten minutes, but now they're about a half an hour long. So it's getting like, like he his narcolepsy so, is making him sleep for a longer period of time. Well, and it sounds like he's not like feeling sleepy and going somewhere and sitting down or laying down. It's just while he's in the middle of doing whatever it is He'll he's just, doing. He falls asleep, but his body keeps going. Yeah. So it's like his brain goes to sleep. But his body's like, I was here to buy things. So it's almost <laughs> like a, it is kind of like sleepwalking, but it's like he can't control when he falls asleep because he has narcolepsy. So it's so that's weird. like a double whammy of symptoms. Yeah. yeah he kind of got screwed over in that department. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. So Mark is worried about it. He says since he doesn't have the kind like that kind of money to spend, you know, he's a single or I don't know if he's a single dad, but it said dad of four. Oh, okay. So it's not like he can go out and just keep spending Buying hundreds of dollars of just random things that toiletries. He, he doesn't know if he can return. Mm-hmm. It says when he tries to explain his condition, when he wanted to return certain items that were purchased, sometimes they tell them it's not their problem. So he gets stuck with his what he stuff. bought. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like the way that he's treated as younger people disrespect him. He says and they consider him stupid. Mark also has been unable to keep a job because the disorder um, has really, like, been a, a struggle. Really. Oh, yeah. That sucks, though, because it's like, sad. I bet a lot of people don't take it seriously, and they're like, oh, my gosh, you're at work. Like, can you just stay awake? But, like, they really can't. Right. Well, it almost reminds me of um, just people with mental health disorders. It's just a disorder you can't really see. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I think it falls kind of in that same thing. Like, so it's like, no, you don't have depression. Well, yeah, I do. You just can't see that I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. type of thing. That is so, true, especially with employers. I feel like they don't always, you know, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. you just need a mental health day. Like, yeah, sometimes, you're you like, know what I mean? And no, you're like, no, no I do. like, I actually do. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not okay. Yeah. So anyways, that's basically my two stories. So the one with Jackie. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, Alyssa. That was, <laughs> that was like way long time ago. I don't know why I had Jackie in my head. Because I was talking about yeah. her. I mean, Alyssa. And then the one with Mark who, yeah, ends up spending lots of money when he has an episode crazy stuff so i wonder if mark has sought treatment though like I don't medications know. it didn't seem it like didn't it didn't say you should mark that might be helpful might I don't be know. talk to your doctor yeah, yeah. if well, anyone feels like they have symptoms after listening to this go talk to your doctor it might make your life better i think i might talk to my doctor true i'm Maybe. like legit serious i mean we definitely do sleep a lot yeah, our so, family does. But well, mine's like anytime I don't actually have to be doing anything, boom, I'm in That's bed. true. She sleeps a lot. I know. I, I'm talking about you as if you're not here. <laughs> Looking at mom, she sleeps a she lot. She sleeps a lot. <laughs> All right. So, you know, maybe an update to come on Tasha and her possible narcolepsy diagnosis. Also, listen But who to this, knows? I almost wonder. I don't know. I what? guess Sebastian just gets really, really tired. That he fall, he's been falling. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say he's been falling asleep while working on a public podcast. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> For legal reasons, it's a joke. But like he's been falling asleep a lot lately, and it says it can onset like when you're older. Yeah, I thought that was weird. In your story, didn't she say it came on around twenty when she mm-hmm. went to college? Yeah, mine yeah. was. Uh, she was diagnosed in twenty at twenty years old, two thousand thirteen. I think she said. Interesting. So who mm-hmm. knows? 
Well, if you think that you may have a disorder, yes, please go talk to your doctor and get checked out. And just like Lexi said, you know, we don't think it's funny, but there are some funny things that happen. Like the book, it's a funny disorder. That's no laughing matter. It's a serious thing, but it is funny. Yeah, Yeah. when some things happen. Um, Yeah. So I have to say today, I am quite comfortable while we've been recording. So I've been seeing a lot of things, you know, I've been kind of watching some TikToks more and I saw somewhere they were making fun of the like fashions nowadays with these like pioneer dresses and like super comfortable clothes since I think it's since COVID, you know, people got used to not wearing pants and Mm -hmm. got fat. And so we have to adjust our... Could be. Are you going mom fat? No. So the other day I went out and I bought this uh, like t-shirt dress and it's so comfortable and so I like wore it to work today and, you know, I looked really cute and felt like I was in my pajamas. It was like the <laughs> best of two worlds. That is. You got away with okay, it. Okay. I guess I shouldn't say I looked really cute, but I really like the dress. It's cute. You look cute. I think you look cute. Thank you. <laughs> Thank I just you. didn't want to compliment Bushy. myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was going to bring up something that I'm actually surprised we haven't brought up yet. What's that? Mama Dawn and Tasha, I have tickets to the Teresa Caputo live experience coming up in October in Salt Lake City. It's on the 30th of October. The day before Halloween. Basically, because in Utah, trick-or-treating will happen on Saturday night. I don't know about other states. So basically, I'm sad we're going to miss out on trick-or-treaters. I know, me too. But we're going to have a freaking awesome time. Yeah, I just was amazed we didn't bring that up yet. Yeah, that is kind of weird. And so anyone who might be interested... In seeing Teresa Caputo, the live medium, there are tickets still available, I believe, for her uh, live experience coming up in October. Yeah, in Salt Lake City. You can just Google, like, Teresa Caputo live experience. Mm-hmm. Salt Lake City, and it'll come up, and you can buy tickets. Don't, or not Salt Lake City. You can look there. up wherever she's going. That's true. Oh, that's true. You don't have to do it in Salt Lake. She's got a tour going on now. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, I mean, I chose trick-or-treaters over going to Teresa Caputo with us. Here's the thing. The tickets were really expensive. And not that I don't like her, but I don't like her as much as these two. So I was <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to pass on that much they, money Yeah, for they that. were very expensive, in my opinion. I mean, for what it's, yeah, well. But it's a one-in-a-lifetime so one thing, probably. Probably. <laughs> so, I well, I'm just, excited for you guys. I, thank you. Honestly, that's what I think anytime somebody big comes to Utah. I know. I'm like, wow, let's go. <laughs> Once in a lifetime experience. <laughs> they may never come here again. I'm just kidding. Salt Lake has a lot of yeah, it does. groups and entertainers that come through. They I do. still think of us as being small. That, yeah. But I have never seen Teresa come through yet. Like, yeah, she lives in I Long don't. Island. That's a ways away from here. Yeah. So anyways, I don't know. We're excited. We'll let you know how it goes. Yep, we will. Also, craft night is coming up. Next weekend. You act like they're all invited. Well, no, but I'm just saying we were going like, to post. Don't forget to RSVP. <laughs> well, those who are invited that are friends that are listening, don't forget September 25th. <laughs> be there or be square. But um, I remember we're going to post some our pictures, some pictures of some craft so stuff. Be watching for that next weekend. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, we're so excited that you guys were here again with us today. Oh, oh, wait. There is one more thing that we needed to talk about. Look. Oh. So we are going to update the Facebook group. Instead of being Dutch the World Podcast Facebook group, we're going to change it to DTTW Dream Team group. Okay, good to know. Since we're part of the Dream Team. So if you want to join the Facebook group, just go to your search bar in Facebook and type D as in dog, T as in Tom, T as in Tom, 
W as in Waldo, or Dead to the World, Dream Team. Are those the actual words? No. No. (laughs) I'm just laughing because it's like D is in dead, T is in two, T is is in the, the, W is in world. world. (laughs) She like uses like total random. T is in Tom, T is in Tom, W as in, what did you say? I said Waldo. Waldo. (laughs) Where's Waldo? Asha, I love you so much. Anyways, please... Come join our group. Join I mean, the green t- dream team. Yeah. I think we're going to, I think we should start posting some more like exclusive things in there. So like, to try you're to only going to really, in. we're going to fish you in. I did post some of the Halloween decor because, you know, it blew up in this house Saturday night. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did like a baby's diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> like a baby's <laughs> diarrhea in their diaper. All right. So join us, join us on our social medias. And email us for our spectacular Halloween episode coming up in October. At where at? Oh, at dead to the world podcast.com. Or I'm sorry, at dog tom tom waldo at, <laughs> no. at gmail.com. Dead to the world podcast at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yes. Follow us on social media at dead to the world podcast. And go out and write us a review. We would really appreciate it. And thank you to all those who have because we've had oh, some yes. amazing thank reviews. You. We have. Did we want to read the one that made us cry? We can't. Well, it made you cry. Okay, fine. It made it didn't me make cry. me cry, but I was very touched. I was. It was so good. Well, we work hard. Okay, so Aaron from the Z1 podcast reviewed us, and he said, I've experienced 40 years of sleep paralysis, so I was naturally drawn to Dead to the World, which is hosted by a family of fun-loving ladies who are spirited and occasionally kooky, and he said, in the nicest way possible. (laughs) Their podcast offers an entertaining and enlightening listen to sleep-related topics such as dreams and related phenomena as well as the paranormal. And Lexi, Tosh, and Mama Don delve surprisingly deep into their subjects without ever boring you to sleep. I'm a big fan, and you can consider me a part of the dream team. Mm. Awesome. So good. And their podcast, isn't it? It's like a zombie. Yeah. So him, Aaron, and his wife, I believe her name is Katie. Yeah, it's Katie. I'm really sorry if it's not Katie. I'm pretty (laughs) sure. I've been listening. (laughs) So they have a podcast where... It's a fictional story, but they wrote a story about, like, where they live being taken over by zombies. So it's them surviving a zombie apocalypse. Oh, cool. That's so cool. I need to listen. It's cool. And it's really funny, actually. Like, they make me laugh. <laughs> well, good. So check out Zed One Podcast. Mm-hmm. Zed, like Z-E-D. Yep. Z-E-D and then the number one. Like Zelda Elephant Dog. Zed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, people. Well, join us next time to find out what happens when we are... Dead to the world.